Good morning, I'm Ed Puzwoli, CEO of Trip Scott, and with us today is our, uh, our friend from the state legislature, Chip Lamarca, state representative Lamarca, welcome. Thank you, Ed, good to be here as always. So what are the priorities coming up in this year's session? Actually, it starts early, right? Starts early, January 11th, we'll be in session until March 11th, because uh, it's an election year. Uh, and priorities for, for my legislative agenda, uh, kind of the top three are kid care. I want to expand eligibility and help uh, people lift themselves to a better place and not lose coverage. Um, also, what, is that, what does that mean? Talk to me about what the changes you're asking. So kid care is a federally and state funded uh, insurance program. And if you are in the 200% of the poverty line, you get uh, basically coverage at next to nothing. It's a Medicaid program. And when you get to 200% of the poverty line, basically you fall off a cliff your kids would lose their insurance. So what better to incentivize somebody to make sure that as they're doing better for themselves and maybe a promotion, a degree or a certificate, whatever it might be, that they can bring their, their, you know, their kids' coverage with them. And the way we've set it up is it would be a scaled uh, glide path, 50, 100, $150, $200 per child. Whereas now, once you make above that number, done. it's $250 per child. So you basically kind of have to decide whether you want to get a promotion or pay for your kids' health insurance. So. Okay. So you're basically easing the transition as people do better. Yeah, yeah, I think that's. I mean, you know, we want to incentivize people to do well with their with their lives, and certainly want to make sure they have healthy kids and don't show up at the emergency room for health care and do it the right way. Obviously, that's the most expensive way to yeah. deliver health care, right? True. Emergency True. Room. So, Chip, let me switch gears. Uh, last session, you had the name, image, and likeness piece mm -hmm. for college athletes. Uh, Describe for everybody what that is, right. and then what changes you want to come back to that uh, piece of legislation and, and, and change this year. So uh, intercollegiate athletic compensation, otherwise known as name, image, and likeness, leveled the playing field for student athletes and allowed them to do the same thing as any other student, make a few bucks off of who they are while they're in college. Uh, and we signed the bill at the University of Miami and uh, you know, became effective on July 1 of this year. Deals started happening, the entire FAU women's athletics uh, system had a deal and you know different people in different areas of our state and different colleges were able to uh, get incentives and, and uh, advertisements off of who they are and and do social media posts and things like that so what we found is Florida was a was it was clearly a leader we you know we led the the country in this but by the time we became the law became effective the NCAA had basically folded the tent and vacated the rule what that did is made uh, kind of the, the rules in Florida a little more uh, strict than other states and let us be less competitive. So what we want to do is continue to have the guardrails, make sure we have financial literacy training for the students and make sure they know how to you know, invest in, and deal with uh, savings when they make some money. But at the same time, we want to make sure that there are no differences in Florida versus Alabama in, in state law. So we're going to probably try to ease that, uh, the, a couple of those issues and make sure that you know, we still have uh, you know, the, the best economic uh, opportunities for our athletes. Let me go back to basics. So people who aren't familiar with the piece of legislation mm -hmm. that you passed last year. So college athlete, and we know it impacts now basically every college athlete yes. from um, the, the spiker on, on a women's volleyball team yeah. to the quarterback on the, on the football team. Right. How has that in practice now? turned out. The legislation actually turned out pretty well, right? Yeah, so, so nationwide we've seen, you know, the effects, but specifically in Florida, uh, we're realizing it's not just the, you know, the star quarterback or, you know, the, the point guard on the basketball team. It's, it's really probably leaning more towards a lot of women's sports. If you have a, a strong social media presence, 
you know, there's just great opportunities. It's a, it's the free market. I mean, so you can get a deal with the, you know, the Cinnabon place across from FAU, like one of the athletes did, or you can go get, uh, you know, moving companies or Mercedes Benz to, to sponsor you. So it's, it's been an opportunity to capture some, some, uh, you know, opportunities for the students in that time they're in college. After all, it is their name and image and likeness. Right, nobody else's, correct. What other priorities do you have this session? One of the ones I'm focusing on is having spent 30 plus years in the construction industry, we're, we're, we're in the middle of a development uh, and construction boom, you know, boom, yeah. and uh, time is money and you know, the cost of materials, the cost of labor uh, is not going down. So we wanted to try to ease some of that and make sure that we had the ability to use private provider inspectors, so engineering and building inspections. It's been done around a lot of parts of our county and, and uh, cities and municipalities here, but we want to make sure this is something statewide that people can rely on to keep uh, these projects moving and deliver the projects quicker to, to market. Chip is the only Republican who is living in Broward County in the state legislature. Uh, what kind of responsibilities that does that put on you to, to help the local community? I mean, because because we know how things work in Tallahassee from a partisan standpoint, yeah. and you being the only uh, member of the majority party up there, how does that impact your uh, uh, what you have to do? Well, I, Ed, thanks for the question, and you know, being being involved with the party for many years, you can understand it's a tremendous uh, responsibility not just to be one side or the other of the aisle, but basically to say, look, I've got nine municipalities that I represent, and if one of them, whether they're you know more D or R, it doesn't matter if they need funding for you know septic to sewer or drainage projects or something for a nonprofit like the sexual assault treatment center in Broward County, I need to make sure that the legislature understands that. No matter how blue Broward is, the women and, and families that go to that sexual assault. The need still exists, yeah. regardless of the partisan 100%. nature of some of the politics. That and ultimately, you're though you're you know the only legislator we have in there that gets into leadership meetings. That is true, and, that's, that, true. and that's kind of sad, but it's true. It is, but we you know like I said, it's a, it's a tremendous responsibility, and we just make sure that you know we think about the people of Broward County, not a party, when we're asking for things. And uh, and we do appreciate your efforts always to uh, bring. Uh, and put Broward in the best position possible, uh, whether it's Tallahassee or otherwise. And so, Chip, always thank you for your service. Well, thank you, Ed. Appreciate it.